is the informative voter. And I'm delighted to be joined by Reverend Jerome Fordham, uh, a personal friend of mine. Now we're on the eve of election day. Much is being discussed in the media. Much is being discussed around the nation. As a matter of fact, about this particular election, much is being discussed around the world. And I have with me now the Reverend Jerome Fordham. He is the parliamentarian of the Black clergy of Philadelphia and Vicinity. I'm going to begin by um, asking Reverend Fordham um, about the upcoming election and the two candidates. If he will begin by saying a word or two about either one or the other or both of the candidates that are seeking the President's Office of the United States, Reverend Fordham. Thank you, Reverend Shine, for this opportunity. It is a pleasure to see you and be a blessing that the Lord has kept you through all the ups and downs that you went through. Uh, thank you for this opportunity and time. Uh, the candidate that we have uh, for presidency, I think it is a great moment that we have Joe Biden as our president and Kamala Harris as his vice president, because I think Joe Biden is ready to lead because God knows we do not have leadership in this White House. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying, we do not have leadership because look at what is happening now in our country, not just the city or state we in, but look what's happening in our country and around the world. The United States used to be the leader of people. Now we are just a joke, a laughing stock among around the world because who leads us? You must remember, Reverend Shine, our leader is no greater than the people that he leads. He must read, he don't realize that when he speaks, people are listening to him, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. I thank him and Sister Kamala Harris will be a great investment for our country, and they'll be great for the time such as now. Right. Uh, I appreciate your uh, response, Reverend Fordham. We're in the midst of a pandemic. I'd like to, if you will, to address yourself to the pandemic and the numbers of people who are um, gone from our midst. I didn't want to use the word who have died um, or have departed, but they're gone from our midst. Mm -hmm. But to return to this life again. Mm -hmm. And I understand, perhaps um, you are aware, that the president was aware of this pandemic from its very inception. Right. Nothing about it other than to say that uh, he did not want to cause a panic. 
Right. Of the comment you just made that the people are no greater than its leader. Right. That means that our leader has failed us. That's right. Miserably. Continue to fail us. Mm -hmm. um, I hear you speaking and said he has failed us miserably. I want to enlarge upon what your thoughts are about the pandemic and where we are at this um, time. The pandemic, Reverend, has caused so much disruption in families. Mm -hmm. The pandemic has caused mothers, fathers, sisters and brothers, aunts and uncles, whom they will not see anymore. The pandemic has come in and the people have passed away and they cannot speak with their loved one or get the last word from their loved ones because mm -hmm. of the pandemic. This pandemic did not have to be as atrocious and gross as it has been if we have the proper leadership to be leading at that time. This president knew about this pandemic in January, but yet he said by Easter day, it will be gone. Mm -hmm. Easter has come and Easter had gone. July 4th came, July 4th gone. Mother's Day came and gone and the pandemic is still here. Mm -hmm. This is a shame before God that we are still dealing with this at this time. If he was proactive and listened to the scientists and stopped being all that he think he is, he's not a physician, he's not a scientist, stay in his lane. He is a man who bankrupts everything he touches. Everything he touches fails. All of his businesses fail. His sports team fails. He's failed. He had three or four wives. Ain't none of them happy. And what he got now is miserable. Reverend Sean, a skunk is stank, stank, stank all the time. I gave you that for them. And as we talk about the pandemic and the with deaths that have occurred, more than 230,000 millions around the world have lost their lives as well. There's been total corruption, total eruption, and total devastation. Now we're talking about the, the stance that the president, number 45, has taken. There are two factions here. There is the disruptor and the protector. Mm -hmm. Now, Black Lives Move, um, Matters. Right. The Black Lives Matters is an, an organized group of Americans mm -hmm. who have been branded as violent looters, set of the fires, shootings, and, and nothing of this president has he said anything uh, about the white supremacists, 
the Aquanon um, and um, those gun-toting Second Amendments, always touting the Second Amendment while they carry. Um, do you remember, and then I, I would um, ask for you to respond or speak to it. Do you remember many, many years ago that the now deceased President Reagan locked up the Black Panthers, yeah. the guns in the public. Mm -hmm. Now the police, nor this president, thinks that uh, locking up the white supremacists who are carrying guns is a problem. Right. Um, it gives you to know that there are double standards in America regarding race. And we'll talk about race um, after you have spoken on this issue of the uh, protest movements. Reverend, whenever I see the protest movement, to me, that's a cry for help. Amen. The people are hurting, Reverend, mm -hmm. and the people want help. And they are tired of, sick and tired, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer always says, sick and tired of being sick and tired. The uh -huh. point of it is that they have voted for people to put them in office. However you are there, you are there. And mm -hmm. you are there to serve the people. You are not there to serve your family and your rich friends. Mm -hmm. You're not there for that. You are not there to hire people who you demand loyalty from. They must be loyal to me or they'll hit the road and won't return. Mm -hmm. This is sad that we have this kind of precedent and so disruptive. The Black Lives Matter cry for help. They want to be heard on their conditions and their situations locally and publicly. From the governors, the mayors, the city council, they should listen to these lives, Black Lives Matter and find, have a conversation. Mm -hmm. This is a conversation piece. What do we do? What do you want? How do we get there? And the steps to make good things happen. Now, by the way, peaceful protests, I've done peaceful protests. I don't agree with the violence. I don't agree with the looting of stores. The grocery stores are in your community to serve you. Where are you going to buy your food, get fresh fruit and vegetables? The drugstore are in your community so the older folks can get their prescription. If you loot the place and tear up the place, where will these folks get their prescription drugs? Mm -hmm. Don't tear up where you live. Don't tear up anywhere. Mm -hmm. The best is to sit down and try to negotiate peacefully what mm -hmm. your problem is and what you desire to see come forth or happen. Well, um, Reverend, to your point, uh, basically, I agree. But if the protest movement, that is the peaceful protest movement, Black Lives Matters, if they are invaded by these disruptors, by these agitators, 
by these hostile movements, then the media and the people like the president, um, they, they say that it is uh, the entire movement and they lay the blame at the Black, Black Life Movement. So um, in addressing that, I think I would like to hear, and I think our audience uh, would love to hear, uh, how do you separate, how do you know the difference between those that are the agitators and disruptors and those who come with the intent and they stay still doing it? Those who come with the intent to make it appear in our city, other cities around the nation, that and, uh, and then we'll talk about the police shootings of African Americans and then uh, the disease of, that is striking us uh, more than any other race. But let's let's finish this point on um, the disruptors who invade us. These are invaders, and they come into when they know that there is a black life movement, they invade and make it a given of the appearance that um, we are nothing more than looters, shooters, and, and burglars. So um, can you continue with that conversation and differentiate? Yes, Reverend. The thing about it, Reverend, call them the disruptors. You know, when they was protesting after the George Floyd death, I saw piles of bricks downtown. Piles of bricks, like it just came from the lumber yard. It was piled up neatly, like someone drove a truck and had a crane to sit it down on the street to break windows. Mm -hmm. And remember, what I saw was, as some of those windows was being broken as dis disruptors, as you mentioned, not only were the protesters disrupting and stealing and looting, I also saw police officers mm. entering stores and leaving with stuff in their hand that they did not pay for. And they are supposed to be the protectors of the people. Right. See, when Reverend, when a person like the president would say about these disruptors, that he is a Christian, if you call yourself a saint, a saint reverend, and you see what's going on, you say, I'm a saint of God, would you be convicted by the way he's acting if, if he was on trial? Could they convict him as being a saint or a Christian? No, because he don't have no godly powers in him. I don't think he ever been nowhere near the grace of God. Mm. So the disruptors that he see and the Black Lives Matter and the name he called people, even our new vice president, the name that he called her, it's a shame that a man like him, who is the leader of the free world, can have mm. such a negative attitude on anyone except himself. Mm -hmm. He only see himself as a victim. Me, me, me. What happened to me? No, look at all these people you have taken advantage of for years. People who have documented proof that they have never got paid from you. Mm -hmm. So who's the real looter? Who's the real crook here? The Black Lives Matter or the White House? 
who got all his family on payroll. It's time for him to be evicted out of public housing, him and all his children. I hear you, Reverend. Now, Reverend, he's supposed he's supposed to at one time, uh, perhaps you heard it as well. Uh, he's supposed to be quote unquote the chosen one. Have you heard that? Repeat yourself, Reverend. I don't so long. Say it again, Reverend. Yes. Uh, he called himself the chosen one at one time. Have you heard that? Reverend, he says so many things. Uh -huh. The chosen one. Well, he did say he done more for Christian than Jesus ever, ever done. Oh, he said that. He said he did more for black folks than says Abraham Lincoln. I guess my mom and daddy ain't done nothing. I, I'm, I'm sure. I guess no, but I guess I guess we we just we we as black people did not know we were black and alive till Trump came along. And then he's done more for ML King because right. he's done more for black folks uh, since Abraham Lincoln. Right. So he's done more uh, for blacks. But where was he uh, when those? Um, Park Nine that he wanted to have killed up there in New York, and they were exonerated from that. Right. Where was he during the 1964 voter uh, rights legislation? And uh, the, uh, what, where, what was he doing then about those things? I mean, he's not a truth teller for sure. Right. Well, we can call him by another name. Right. But what is your take? Uh, your strong feeling about these shootings, uh, even before um, George Floyd, there were a number of uh, people slain by policemen in right. New York, Florida, uh, and all across the nation. Can you address that, George? George Floyd. All all of the killings by police of African Americans. Reverend, these killing by African-Americans, they're killing men and women. And the sad thing is that they kill without impunity. Mm -hmm. They kill as if like eight minutes of his knee on George Floyd neck, eight minutes as if, and he put his right hand in his pocket and looking at the people as they was, the younger was filming this. I thank God she filmed this at this yeah. time. She was made, she was born to do what she did at this particular time. She was at the right place and the right time. Because mm -hmm. if she did not record that reverend, you would have never heard of a George Floyd. This has been swept under the rug, as others have been swept under the rug. Well. So the, the thing that gets to me is George Floyd, only thing happened was they put a bigger light on the problem that, that already was in existence. Right. This already been going on. He ain't the first. And you see, he wasn't the last. Because in Philadelphia, where we are now, our guys got killed Wednesday night, last Wednesday. Right. Evening. 
So it's, it's still continually going on, despite the fact that the light is shown on these problems. They are being seen, they are being filmed, but yet they're continually to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's sad. And it ought not be. It ought not be, Reverend. It ought not be. Well, I'm sure then, from your comment, that you agree that there should be some police reform. Right. Yeah, there needs to be some police reform. Uh, that with regards to um, violence, the right. use of to, to kill, right. or some other methods that can be employed right. rather than take a person's life. Right. So um, the, the idea of what we should be about, do you think, or what are your thoughts, I should ask you, um, should uh, former Vice President Joe Biden be become president? Um, we have to talk about the ACA, or commonly referred to as Obamacare. Um, we have to talk about the LBGQ community. Uh, we have to talk about women's rights, uh, whether women's rights is solely uh, about abortion issue or other rights included and because these are the current relevant issues and these are the issues of which the right wing the conservatives are standing for and supporting uh, Donald Trump for but those are not the only cases that's why I asked you about the killings by police that doesn't matter no Washington does. Right. Uh, and another example of double standard. Uh, so would you, uh, on all of the things I've just mentioned, would you go ahead and sing? Okay, well, let's speak about um, the double standards here. First of all, what, what people are looking for, Reverend, as I would say, they want better health care. Mm -hmm. They, they need the affordable health care to stay in place. Reverend, if 45 is reelected on the 3rd, on the 10th, the affordable health care will be in trouble or gone mm -hmm. or dismantled so badly. Mm -hmm. That is why he rushed this appointment through to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. He had a plan already. He wants to dismantle the affordable health care. Mm -hmm. This is priority. Third John to say, above all things, I wish you would prosper and be in health. Reverend, what good is having anything if you don't have the health? Right. You need good health care. Right. Health care right. is number one. Mm -hmm. And the affordable health care is there's a problem. You tweak it and fix it. You do not destroy it. Because Trump do not have anything to put in this place. He's no. not telling the truth. He have nothing. Not one thing. He give a whole thing. Here it is. He have nothing. Show me. Tell me what it is. Lay it out before the American people. What have you got in place 
quality affordable health care, people with pre-existing conditions. This is not a joke. People who work in these coal mines and these coal fields, doc, who got this black lungs, doc, this ain't no joke. Right. He get out of office, y'all want to vote for, you're going to be in trouble the next day. This is not a joke. He is self-centered all about himself. But once he get in, he will do what he wants to do. That is continue talking about everybody, pulling folks down, lifting nobody up. Next thing is we need jobs and the economy. Now, let me speak about this job things. This president always say he is the job creator. He creates 40 million new jobs. Okay. Okay, fine. You are creating jobs for everybody, and you are creating wealth for yourself and your family. That don't make sense to me. I want wealth. I need no job. I want wealth. You got to accumulate wealth. Okay? And the economy. He is basically thinking about the economy. What would happen if the football players don't play I get with this COVID, or the basketball players. The only thing he cares about is the economy. He don't care about anything else. Education. Look at education. Maybe the boss, you want to privatize everything. We should have the best health care, the best education in the world, as well as health care in the world. First of all, when 45 is out of the White House. With the money you will save with security, with his grown children and in-laws and parents and everybody else who's in that White House, when he leaves that security, you will have enough money saved over to build and fix better schools. Mm -hmm. Just with him out of there. With that money you save right there. And the police accountability. Now, People talk about dismantling the police. Now, you have to, police must be accountable. What it is, they are not trained properly how to handle certain situations, okay? They are not sociologists, they're not psychologists, they're not psychiatrists, they are police officers. So what we must do is try to find, put some of their mon money, instead of putting all the money and their pockets put money in other places for training so we'll have a psychologist or somebody on standby when they find out a situation that they can't handle. This is where they see a crisis going on that they can't handle. Don't shoot, call the psychologist. Call somebody on the staff. This sergeant is going on. I need help with this and let them have somebody on staff 24-7 to handle this. This is what police accountability must be about. Readdressing to see a problem, fix the problem. Don't You can't kill your way out of everything. You can't kill everybody. You can't shoot up everybody. That ain't going to work. It will not work. Okay, the next thing, criminal justice reform. We need the criminal justice reform in most and everywhere. First of all, you must help the DA out. The DA asks for more money so he can do certain things. He needs more funding in his coffers to get things done that he wants to, to run certain, he says specific things he needs to run on DNA stuff that he needs from his office. The next thing, Reverend, we need is women's rights. 
women's rights and women, they're coming out stronger than ever now. The women are doing it now. The women are doing a fantastic job. We need to keep the women's rights going. Because the women is the backbone of America, especially the black women, okay? They are the one that clean Ms. Ann Kitchen and take him as Ann Sharon while the white guy went to work and Ms. Ann went and played bridge. You understand? They did that, okay? We need affordable housing, Reverend. I am tired of all these new builders coming all over Philadelphia, <clears throat> building up new buildings, all these skyscrapers building, and putting the poor folks out of their housing. Poor folks was in these communities for 50 plus years. And you got these developers coming in here, want to take over and just redo what 50 years of, of a person, a black person have done. You, that's how you build your wealth, through your property. You got it, you maintain it, you keep it going on. We need voting rights. Voting rights, Reverend. Voting rights is an outward expression of the values and virtues we, the citizens of the Republic, cherish and seek to actualize in this public square. We need this. We need voting rights. We need voter protection. A person should never have to go to the polls and vote and get a beat down. That ought not be. They should be able to go to the polls, vote for who they want to vote for. I hope you vote for the right person, which is the right person, not what's there. If you like who's there, then fine, vote for that. But if you will see a change, go with the change. We must do something about the crime, Reverend, reducing crime and violence. Crime and violence is on an all-time high, not only here in Philadelphia, Reverend, it's all over the country, all over the U.S., everywhere I, every I travel. I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, crime is there. I was in Georgia, crime was there. I was in Florida, crime was there. I was in Louisiana, crime was there. I was in California, crime was there. Nevada, anywhere I went, I turned on the news, shooting going on. Everywhere I went. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not traveling now because Corona got me home. I am not going nowhere. I canceled all of my speaking, everything is canceled until, until Corona dies out, okay? So we must listen to the professionals about this virus, the crime. The next thing is we need common sense gun reform. Mm -hmm. Gun reform, those who want to be hunters and want their guns, that's fantastic. But you must remember, you must be responsible with your guns in your home. Lock your guns up. If you have them at home, lock your guns up because you should have guns in your home for your protection. You should do that. But we need gun reform. And we need climate justice. We need attorneys and lawyers to handle these situations, the cases, justly and peacefully and to be, to be the level head in this situation, it might be the calming effect, as you might say, in this situation, in, in this climate. <clears throat> they say that when they say um, no justice, no peace. <laughs> and, uh, and that's a true motto, a true slogan. Right. Uh, now, you have addressed uh, the social concerns quite right. appropriately. And I appreciate, and I'm certain 
that there are listeners and viewers that will hear this right uh, and will want the response and it may be uh, encouragement to get people out to vote that's right that's important now uh, before we wrap up let me ask you this question because we're not and you 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 touched upon it earlier on in this conversation and that is uh, how the nations of, of the world what they think about america since donald trump the relationship with vladimir putin um right uh, with Afghanistan, Iran, right, with the United Nations, right, all of the nations around the world, right. We were once the premier nation, right, and then all of a sudden, we had children being separated from their parents. That's right. And they, they were called thugs, murderers, right. rapists, coming from uh, Mexico. That's right. They had the wall. Um, and they wanted to build the wall. Now, how, does, how do you think the world sees us? And how can we regain our respect around the globe? By voting, voting, that's the first thing that a vote, what's in office, out of office. We need Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to get to, to gain the respect around the world. It is a shame that our president got more trust in Putin than he have in the American people. Mm-hmm. It is a shame that you will go to a foreign enemy instead mm-hmm. of dealing with the American people. He will not listen to anybody's advice. Mm-hmm. No. All his own advice he listened to. Right. But we must realize if we're going to make this better, we must vote and vote and vote in large numbers and mm-hmm. vote and take someone with you. And you want every vote counted. When you vote, you want every vote counted. Well, he's expecting um, that this Amy Coney Barrett uh, will uh, be the one deciding vote to uh, abolish the uh, Obamacare and the um, women's rights, um, the road races wave, uh, and gut once again the civil rights legislation with Anthony Scalia already have done severe irreparable damage to so um we 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 are up against some challenges that um that four-letter word vote is vitally important and we must urge pray and um, do all we can programs like this inform the voter that's why this program exists to inform the voter and you have been a vital guest here um, this evening and we are thank god uh, for you for coming on 
Now, in a closing comment, can you, uh, you can sum up um, all that you would say um, to our viewers. And there are a number of viewers, and I'll discuss that uh, and say a word about that with our producer. So, and I thank God for our producer uh, who produced um, these broadcasts. And now the producer could not have done it without uh, the director. <laughs> and, and so um, we know that factually. And so um, you can um, give us a summary uh, of all that you have spoken what you would urge John Q. Public in this next um, 24, 48 hours that we might see change on the way. Change is coming. Yes, Doc, the change is coming. Whenever you see these long lines of people voting, mm -hmm. trust and believe, Reverend as I believe with all my heart, they are voting against the administration. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're voting for. If, if, if you are so good and you said what's happening and you, you're the best of all times, right. then why are you trying to suppress the votes? Why are you hiring the, the male general McJoy, whatever his name is, why got him on that to support so the mail won't get counted? Well, you think you're going to win, win it honestly? Why, why try to be a deceiver? Why? You are proving what you already are. You know, you're proving that by his own, by, by his own action. He's proving that. Mm -hmm. Not only that, even the bus yesterday, as we're going through Texas, how they surrounded the Biden bus with all of those Trump rally fans, the Trump people, I don't know whether, whether, whether it was the good boys or the bad boys, whatever. What, I don't know who it was. But if you are a Christian and anybody who call himself a Christian and this Christian nation, if you think that's right, you're serving the wrong God. Because in the, in the world, you can see somebody intimidating a bus that size. And you surrounded trying to, they said, trying to force it off the road, trying to kill somebody or have somebody killed. That's what you want to be about? No, we are bigger than that. We are better than that. We are Americans. We are, Amer we are Americans. We are Americans bred and born of God. We are all in this country together. We all have a stake here. We all live here. We have family and friends who fought and died in wars for this country. We have a right to be here. We earned the right to be here. And we earned the right to be heard. So that's what folks must understand. Your voice, your vote is your voice. If you do not vote, you still have a voice. You're still saying something. It may not be the right thing. But you must be able to share your voice. Your vote is your voice. And don't be afraid to share your vote, share your voice, and do as I do. Take people with you. 
take friends with you, take family with you. I take people I don't even like with me, who don't like me. But the point of it is I want them to vote. It doesn't matter. Vote and vote and vote. I'll take you down there. I'll drive you in my car. I don't want nothing, no gas. Let us drive here. Drive, drive to the poll. You vote and get out. Thank you. Hit me where after the vote over, you get mad all over again. I do not care. But long as you vote, that is what I want. I want you to vote, and not only for the president, but for the senators. We must clean this Senate out. These people, mm. Lindsey Graham got to go. McConnell got to go. They got to go. They must leave on the express out of there as fast as time can move. Get them out of there. They got to go. Amen to all of what you have said, Reverend. And we certainly do uh, appreciate uh, so much you have said that could be um, hours of discussion and mm -hmm. dialogue uh, because uh, you made some very valuable, important, and rich comments. And they well spoken. And we're glad for, for you as one of the clergy leaders in the city of Philadelphia. Pennsylvania, uh, in, in the positions that you hold and the positions that you've held in the past as a president of the Christian um, Conference on Saturday, um, we're very happy for uh, what you have done, being a vital, instrumental part in the uh, People for the American Way. And so as time marches on, you continue in the struggle because the struggle continues. That's right. Because of um, what you mean to our people, but not only to our people, to make things better for, as you repeatedly, constantly, for the American way of life. And so let's sum up and um, giving you the final words in this summation. And um, let's let's pray for the uh, best. That okay. Pray for the best that tomorrow will be success. Okay. You know, okay. Let me say this, Reverend. I want to say this: the right to vote is the crown jewel of the modern civil rights movement of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. Our democracy function at its highest potential when every citizen irrespective of their race, gender, politics, philosophy, ethnics, or economical classes as granted the unvanished right to vote. The opportunity to cast their ballot in local, statewide, and national elections. That's their right, Reverend. And since I'm a preacher, since I'm a preacher, I want to use a couple of scriptures there, then I'll let you go, Reverend. Mm -hmm. I want to use a couple of scriptures the 37 Psalms, Reverend. Mm -hmm. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, nor be that envious of the workers of iniquity. And the 31st Psalm, O Lord, fight against them, those who fight against the voters who go to the polls and vote tomorrow, mm -hmm. of those who have voted. Fight against all of them. Fight against them, because the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? No, we're gonna walk, we're gonna walk boldly to that voting booth tomorrow. That's why I'm gonna vote in person. I could have kept put it in. I did the last one I had his cat into the voting booth, but this time I'm going inside the voting booth, not to the box this time. I'm going in person because I want to stand boldly for that. Well, and, and that's good that we can have such brave heart, such courageous, such bold men uh, as yourself, as a man of God. Um, and we thank God for you and the likes of you that we can fight against the oppressor, oppressor and the regressor. We can fight against them and so that we can uh, achieve the goal. That's uh, right. God is on our side. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thy envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down. That's and right. As a green tree. Yes, indeed. Reverend, that's right. You have been a, a, a great interviewer, and thank God for you.